welcome to Global Value. Today we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Electronic Arts Inc, ticker symbol EA. We're looking at EA today because the company just hit its 52 week lows. Currently the business is trading for $109.21 per share. Over the last year, their stock price is down 12%. Over the last five years, EA's stock price is down 3% compounded annually, down about 12.5% overall. Over 10 years, this is a totally different story for EA. They're compounding their stock price at a rate of 20.5% annually. However, those were coming off of the company's lows after the global financial crisis. Going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last 18 years, EA stock price is only compounding at a rate of 3%. So their stock price is only up 73% during this time frame. Although again, the company is up nearly 10 times from their lows in July of 2012. Keep in mind that EA also pays out a small dividend yield. Right now they have a dividend of 0.7%. So while that is below the dividend yield that you'd be receiving from an S&P 500 ETF currently, that dividend yield would be in addition to these compounded annual returns. As mentioned, Electronic Arts is trading at about its 52-week lows. This is down more than $30 from their 52-week high. EA currently doesn't have a lot of short interest around their business, but they're a large business. They have a $30.3 billion market cap. For more background about the company, EA is one of the world's largest third-party video game publishers and has transitioned from a console-based video game publisher to one of the largest publishers on consoles, PCs, and mobile. The firm owns a number of large franchises, including Madden, FIFA, Battlefield, Apex Legends, Mass Effect, Dragon's Age, and Need for Speed. The company licenses its games to third parties to distribute and host. It markets and sells its games and services through digital distribution and retail channels, as well as directly to mass market retailers, specialty stores, and distribution arrangements. Electronic Arts Inc. was incorporated in 1982 and is headquartered in Redwood City, California. So for our fundamental analysis today, we're performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics, come to a holistic and beginning understanding of EA based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is still an evolving process, so it will continue to improve and get better over time. It's also a work in progress, and it serves as an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two key reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. The second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by looking for a benchmark here of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. So EA's return on capital has been declining over this time frame. Even with that, they've earned above average returns on capital in all five of these years. Their lowest returns on capital were about 10.5% coming in their fiscal 2021. And averaged out over this time frame, EA is earning about a 16% average return on capital. So that's coming in just a couple of percentage points above that 14% benchmark we're looking for. So this is a check to start things off on metric number one for EA. Also worth mentioning is that over their last 12 months, the business's return on capital has rebounded a bit. EA has earned about 16.5% return on capital during that time, so it's nice to see that that's picked up in the past year. 
Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years for EA. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. And this metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. So over this time frame, EA has grown their revenues by 43%. So they've experienced strong revenue growth in the business, including their last 12 months. Their earnings are almost exact flat. However, they're actually slightly down, down by about $2 million over the last five years. So that's on about a billion dollars worth of earnings. But most importantly here is that EA's free cash flows have declined by 26% over this time frame when we include their last 12 months worth of numbers. When we take a look at their cash flow statement, we can see that their decline in their free cash flows were really coming from four different items here. They had a change in unearned revenues. They also had a change in deferred taxes. Additionally, they had a change in other net operating assets and the company nearly doubled its capital expenditures compared to where they were in 2018. So all of those were contributing factors to why EA's free cash flows are down over this time frame. Because their free cash flows and their earnings are down, this is an X here on metric number two. So if you're potentially interested in the business, you'd likely want to dig in and understand what these changes were in more depth, especially as it relates to their free cash flows, because free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business and ultimately a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day, discounted back by some reasonable interest rate is what that business is going to be worth. So a business can use its free cash flows to buy back shares, pay down debt, pay dividends, make acquisitions, or reinvest back into the business. So it's not great to see that their free cash flows are down over this time frame. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at EA on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years for the company. Again, we'll be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. And so over this time frame, their earnings are almost exactly flat, although they're slightly down by about $2 million. However, However, earnings are just one part of this equation, so we also want to look at what EA has done in terms of their shares outstanding. Potentially a strong sign for long-term shareholders in the business, EA has bought back about 10% of their shares outstanding. So this is important because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. And so when a business buys back stock by decreasing the number of shares that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which will ultimately increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to without you having to spend a dime. So it's almost as if the company is making a partial acquisition of itself. And just like with any other acquisition, we want the company to be getting more value than the price that they're paying you'd likely have to dig in and understand exactly at what prices that these buybacks were occurring at. And you want to have an idea of an intrinsic value for EA to understand whether these buybacks were accretive for shareholders or not. Thankfully, we'll be using two methods to come to an intrinsic value for EA later on in our video. So stick around for that. So because of these share buybacks, this has led to strong earnings per share growth for EA. And this is a check here on metric number three. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years for EA, again, including their last 12 months worth of numbers. So in their fiscal years, their free cash flows per share are up. However, over their last 12 months, EA has only earned $4.16 worth of free cash flow for each share that they had outstanding, meaning that their free cash flows per share are down over this time frame. 
as their declines in their free cash flows are outpacing their share buybacks. And so this is an X here on metric number four. Recapping where we stand currently, through our first four metrics, we're split evenly. We have two checks and two Xs for EA. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business utilizes debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that will be at the greatest risk of having poor potential outcomes. We want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow that the business has produced over their last five years. So EA has had negative net debt in all five of these years, meaning that after paying off all of their debt, the company is actually left over with a cash cushion. The business has been reducing their net debt position. Currently, EA has about $300 million worth of cash left over after paying off all of their debt. And the company has also been pretty strongly cash flow generative in all five of these fiscal years. So this is a check here on metric number five. As over the last five years, EA has produced $8.2 billion worth of free cash flow and they have a cash position on their balance sheet. It looks like EA is potentially in a very strong and healthy position here based off how the company is using debt relative to their free cash flows. Even with the company's free cash flows declining over their last 12 months, the business has still produced about $1.1 billion worth of free cash flow over that time. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this may potentially offer us a reasonable starting point for an intrinsic value of EA, and it may offer a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. So we're using their total enterprise value because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a perspective of the business that's more similar to as if EA were a private company. Currently, EA has just under a $30 billion total enterprise value. We learned over their last five years that the company has produced $8.2 billion worth of free cash flow, meaning that in an average year, EA earns about $1.6 billion worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their $1.6 billion of their average free cash flow by their $30 billion total enterprise value, that gives us about a 5.4% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business. So that's coming in slightly above that 5% risk premium we'd ideally be seeking. And this means that there's potentially a slight risk premium here in comparison to the yield of the 10-year treasury based off of EA's historical free cash flows. So this is a check on metric number six. So it does look like EA is potentially attractive based off their average free cash flows. We can potentially do a little better than this coming to a more solid number for a potential intrinsic value for EA which we're going to cover in just a little bit. Also worth being aware of is that because the company's cash flows are down over their last 12 months again EA has produced 1.1 billion dollars worth of free cash flow over that time. Their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield when we divide their 1.1 billion dollars of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their 30 billion dollar total enterprise value only comes in at about 3.8 percent so that's slightly below the yield of the 10-year treasury and and that's also below that risk premium as well. So we are split evenly here on an average and a current basis of their free cash flows for EA. Again, though, this is a check on metric number six. And just because this is the case doesn't mean that you're going to run out and go buy the business. This type of analysis isn't a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And this is one of our six metrics that although they're simple, when they're combined together, they can be very powerful. This may be our final metric, but we've still got some interesting things left to cover, including coming to a potentially more definitive intrinsic value for EA. As a bonus here, we're looking at EA's dividend profile. Currently, EA pays out a modest dividend yield of 0.7%. So again, that's below the yield that you'd be receiving from an S&P 500 ETF over this time. We still want to look at the business to see if their fundamentals are supporting their dividend payouts. And because of the nature of EA's business, we want their free cash flows to be supporting their dividend payouts. 
EA started paying out a dividend over this time frame in their fiscal 2021. Since then, they've been increasing this, and this is still making up a very modest and very reasonable amount of their free cash flows. Again, the business has a cash cushion on their balance sheet. It looks like based off their free cash flows that EA is very sustainably and very healthily able to support their dividend payouts. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze electronic arts, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair intrinsic value for EA. A discounted cash flow model is based off the business predictability, specifically it's the predictability of a business's future free cash flows, and a DCF model is just like any other model in any other discipline, its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. So here we're starting with an average of EA's free cash flows over their last five years to give us a more normalized perspective of how the company has been producing free cash flows. Then we're using historical growth assumptions for the business dating back all the way till 1991 in order to project these free cash flows out into the future. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these historical assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate for electronic arts. Using these assumptions, if we assume that their average free cash flows grow at a rate of 10% annually for the next 10 years, then using the 10 years out after that, that they'd be growing their average free cash flows at a rate of 5% annually. If we add in the company's tangible book value, which gives us a perspective of the net worth of the business, and we were ideally seeking a 15% rate of return from EA, which is the rate of return that Warren Buffett's ideally looking for from his investments, in addition to his margin of safety requirements, then it looks like from today's valuations of electronic arts that a reasonable fair intrinsic value for the company is right around $70 per share. So that would be down about $40 from what the company's current stock price is at. And it would look like the company would be trending toward being more overly valued rather than being fairly valued. Keep in mind that their slight dividend yield would be included in this 15% rate of return, so we would not be doubly counting dividends, and that EA has tended to be a somewhat predictable business in terms of its free cash flows in the past, but that's not necessarily a guarantee for the company going forward into the future. Please be mindful of the fact that this type of analysis is not financial advice, it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security, and before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So in just a minute, we'll talk about our summary for EA, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business? Starting off with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the company. Number one, EA's new development engines, EA Sports Ignite and Frostbite 3, are driving down the costs of building high quality games. Number two, EA is expanding into new segments such as online and mobile gaming which could lead to healthy revenue growth. And number three, EA dominates the sports genre of the gaming industry, accounting for nearly 50% of sports game sales. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the business, number one, EA competes with larger first-party video game publishers such as Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, which have greater resources and an institutional advantage in developing games for their own gaming consoles. Number two, the casual gamer demographic has been a major contributor to recent growth of the video game market. Despite recent investments, EA has traditionally been weak in the casual gaming segment. And number three, EA could be spreading itself across too many projects and may not be able to provide adequate support to all of its titles. So hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the qualitative aspects of the business. Now it's time for our summary. EA checks the box on four of our select six metrics today meaning that the company looks like it's strongly attractive for further research. EA earns above average returns on capital of about 16%. While they have grown their revenues, both their earnings and their free cash flows are down over the last five years. 
but potentially a bright spot for the business. EA has bought back 10% of their shares outstanding. They also have a cash cushion on their balance sheet, and they've been strongly cash flow generative in all five of these years, even with their free cash flow being down, generating more than a billion dollars in free cash flow in all of these years. On an average basis of their free cash flows, it did look like EA is potentially interesting and potentially offering a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury, although that didn't seem to be the case based off the company's current free cash flows, and there were a number of reasons why their current free cash flows are down over their last 12 months. Recently, EA also started paying out a dividend. Currently, the business has both a very modest dividend yield and a modest dividend payout ratio, but they have been increasing that year over year. Finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of EA, if you've done the work and you believe that those historical growth assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable for the business going forward, then it looks like a reasonable, fair, intrinsic value for EA based off today's valuations of the business is right around $70 per share. And the last time that the business traded near that price was all the way back in May of 2016. So if this is the case for you, you just want to be patient as you dig in and learn more about the business. It's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about EA. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track, buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your rating experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 119 bucks. That's just 33 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but if you use my link, it's 50% off. So check it out if you're interested. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business and you can truly understand the ins and outs of that company and understand what's important for the business and what's not important going forward. Through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of EA and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's Fundamental Stock Analysis of Electronic Arts Inc., ticker symbol EA. Again, we looked at the business because it's just hitting its 52-week lows, so this could be a potentially interesting candidate to look at, especially given their strong attractiveness, checking the box on four of six metrics today for further research into the business. So I'm happy to make an analysis of the company, and if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about EA with me, and have a great day.